Hello. Hello. Yeah, I think that was, was that a question or? I'm just not sure if we're on. You're just sitting we're on. up. We're on, we're on, we're on. We're getting set. Okay. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> we are, um, we're going to go into, so I put up a post yesterday, last night. Yeah. And it was the first time that I ever posted, let me make sure I'm correct in that. Yep. I think it was the first time I ever posted a cool guy picture. Which means what? Multicam, sniper rifle, mm -hmm. you know, like, right. so doing there's... special forces crap. And there's a reason I don't post that stuff. Okay. Um, one of them is that pictures are very misleading and there's a, there is an already, um, maybe misguided image of what the military is or, you know, what's cool, the elitism and all of that. And, um, I'm not interested in promoting that image. Mm -hmm. They don't tell the story. They only kind of serve as like a highlight reel. Sure. That those kinds of pictures though are rampant on Instagram. And, and usually ironically, I know this cause we've talked about it only like, of course there, most of them are in like training exercises, which makes it almost more interesting because the average person looks and then you think about it and you're like, well, nobody would be like taking these photos in the middle of like, yeah, I mean, there's combat. Well, there's combat cameramen and stuff like that, but a lot of, yeah, a lot of what's going on out there. Is, so it's almost like just a, it's like the Hollywood. It's Hollywood. Yeah. It's look at me and it's Hollywood. But you did put one up yesterday, that kind of a picture. And so why did you choose that picture and what was the message on your post? I chose that picture because, well, one, it was used before, actually. Mm -hmm. Kevin Som used it in his Heads and Tails podcast. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought it was a good picture. I don't know. Maybe a lot of people were looking at the gun and the uniform. I was looking at my face. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it, it told. It, I, think, I feel like it maybe foreshadowed or was telling to the content and the message and the copy that would follow. So, I'm not smiling. Mm -hmm. I'm not enjoying myself. Mm -hmm. um, while that was a great day, I, I wasn't. It's not like this celebration type photo. Mm -hmm. And only promoting or only talking about the celebrations and the kind of cool guy stuff or that that type of Hollywoodism. Um, fails to address a serious issue that certainly the veteran community faces, mm -hmm. but also non-veterans alike. Sure. And not to, but like, uh, yeah. So personally, you know, what, what, what you posted about your struggles since yeah. Yeah. Leaving the military. And yeah. I think what I, I'm trying to just avoid it being, because I think that's part of the problem with this topic, is like it's kind of like a very neat and packaged like issue. Like the transition. Like veterans and transition. And it's like a catchphrase. And it's very easy to have it be... Yeah, like it's it's not... It's just very removed. Oh, yeah, that's like an issue I know. Yeah, people say, look at how the military, that's hard. Yeah. It's very different when it's someone you know and then you see some of the real specifics that you outlined in that post of like what that really means to struggle. Yeah. I think what was interesting about that as well is we've talked about it that that picture probably did grab people's attention. Yeah. One, because of the nature of it. Like, oh, cool picture. Mm -hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with that. but no, like, no, And no. two, you don't usually post those. Right. So it was definitely like, what's going on here? Um, but so you have, you decided to share 
about your struggles. Like you had the do lecture and you put that out there, but that was more, I see that as like a little less specific. It was more just about like your, yeah, like certainly personal struggles, but this post was like very specific about what the actual struggle looks like. And so what, what is that? Wow. Um, what is it? Uh, some days it's like everything and other days it's nothing. And I think that up and down and, and roller coaster type frequency and, and just cycle of it is, um, yeah, it's really hard. It's, it's paralyzing at times and it's, it can become super dark. So, I mean, I know a lot of people listening obviously aren't veterans and you were talking about this, but it's certainly the military because there's these two worlds. I think for you, like you lived in this one world. Yeah. I think what's interesting is when I was talking to somebody about this this morning who mentioned your post, one of the things that was specific to your situation was you didn't have a family living on base or in town with you. So it wasn't like you went to work, you came home and you had some other kind of mode to shift into right because i lived here and we lived here you were kind of in that mode unless i came down there for a weekend yeah so then when you leave five years of being in a mode for you like okay the military that is the transition that's the like okay now i'm here in a totally different place in a totally different way of doing things Mm -hmm. um so the military i think it is such a big problem because it's such the cultures are so different in what you're doing. That said, there are people that might experience this. They lose their job. They had a job for 30 years. Yeah. They lose their job. And people are like, oh, that's great. You have time. Like, cause I think you've experienced, oh good. Like you're home. You must be happy. You get to spend time with the kids. You get to work on your hobbies. And like, meanwhile, the person's like totally paralyzed by the fact that they're unemployed and they have no purpose. Yeah. So is that, that's kind of the- that's definitely yeah that's um yeah i mean that that's a huge part of it and you know one of the things i guess to be specific about the post and i'll be honest i never thought that would be me because i went into the military after a very successful college career as a student athlete mm-hmm. i worked hard enough to get a you know quote unquote good high paying job right out of college with PricewaterhouseCoopers and, you know, that whole trajectory was there. So I had like seen enough, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was a total judgment on my part of others who came from high school. Mm -hmm. Two weeks later, they're standing in formation. That's all they knew. That's all they knew. And so like from a programming standpoint, yeah, when you think about where you were at 18 Mm -hmm. and then where you're going to be at 30, If the majority of your conscious life where you're forming memories is in the military, yeah, like you don't know much else. Like there's an, um, there's a funny thing kind of in the military and you see it with people even, you know, in in all, in all, in all units where people like have to wear real person clothes Mm -hmm. and it's like, wow, what did you (laughs) Like they even like business experience. casual, yeah. I had to brief my team, you know, cause I had that experience one time and one of, yeah, one it's of just the, a different world. It's a different world. Yeah. And so there's so many things you just don't know. You're not experienced to. And, and likewise, if you were to pluck somebody off the street and be like, Hey, you know, do a right face or about face or this, right. they'd be they like, what are you talking either. about? And, and, and so that's, but we did, that was something as when you were, we were looking at ahead of like what was going to come after the military, that was something. Yeah, there was a confidence there. Like, Without a doubt. We had talked about that. Like, yeah. well, I think it'll be fine because of all these things. Yeah, I had a list of things. I have college education mm-hmm. and four years after high school that I lived sort of, you know, not completely on my own because I don't think a college kid is completely on their own. But like mm-hmm. I had seen some things. I had, you right. know, you experienced some things. I lived. Yeah. I worked at a, worked at a normal job mm-hmm. where I had like. Yeah, experience normal life. job stuff, right. you know, career, not just job kind of deal. I lived in a different state on my own. Um, sure. So I had all of that and I was like, yeah, I've seen enough or I, I know enough to 
to know like I've got some separation between the brainwashing. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was I thought I had a I had a high degree of confidence that the perceived brainwashing and I don't mean that in like a ne- in like a super negative like, yeah, like I mean, Orwellian way but there's a um I mean you become the the word is failing me um you know you become institutionalized. Right. Right. And you yeah. need to. Like you that, need to. That and makes me think about it's like such a great example. It's an extreme, of course. But in um, the prison movie, you know, where he digs his way out. Yeah. With what's it, what's it called? Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. When the guy Andy. gets released, not Andy, yeah, but the old guy. The old guy. And he ends up, yeah. you know, ending his life because he doesn't know how to live outside of the institution. And that yeah. kind of culture thing, and I'm not... A, I'm not likening the military to a high security prison, but there's definitely a culture change between that and the quote unquote real world. Yeah. So you, we were just talking about like you got out three years ago, four, four years ago, four years. I went on terminal leave four years ago to the day today. So what have you, and the other day to be candid, you said like, I think, you asked me if there's anything like lately you've been struggling more. I feel yeah. like. I mean, when you first got out, there was definitely some struggle to be expected. Yeah. Should when I, I go back? When I first got out, I was pretty certain I was going to go back in. Right. In a, in, in a not in an active duty capacity, mm-hmm. but in in Something. both the National Guard and you know OGA right. stuff. Then you kind of moved past that. I'm like, okay, I'm going to give this life a shot. Yeah. And now it's kind of like lately, I think there's been some struggle. So whether it is, but the other day you did say, um, wow, like what have I done? Like what have I accomplished in four years? Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, to have one, you, even though you were quote unquote only in for five years, your pursuit of that was a long time. It wasn't like you decided a year before you went into the military, oh, I think I'll try this. It had been Yeah, I knew at years. a young age. Yeah. Yeah. So all of a sudden, like now you're completed that, that is done, the box has been checked. Yeah. What it remains like in the wake, I think that's been the challenge. And um so that's one thing right now. Like what are you doing? What is what are you going to do with your life? Yeah. And so when I first got out, I was, like I said, fairly certain that I would go back in. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, just because of the way the dates worked, was going to like immediately re-enlist into the guard before I even got out mm-hmm. and have that as like a thing. Uh, but whatever. Anyway, I talked about that on the do lecture um, with wanting to go back uh, or, you know, looking to go back. There's some other people that I was talking to with other organizations that I didn't talk about and won't talk about. Um, but that 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 door was very much open and there was a pretty nice invitation mm-hmm. to walk back through. And so I always thought like, all right, yeah, I'll kind of let the honeymoon go. Enjoy the honeymoon. And then when it's when it's like, okay, hey, check it out. Like, I'm going to go back yeah. and, and do this and maybe it would be a... Right. The the failure point of that is kind of like, which I think we did discuss was, okay, if you're going to go do that, then what was kind of the point of getting out? Because... That was... That was... Then you That was well huge. Then. Yeah. And I think there's... I could rationalize that and answer that in many different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, the lie I was convinced of and trying to get you on board with, too, was like, it would be the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. I'd be there. I'd be here. Right. And but like, we know that that's... that the, It was not... like, can't But it also, like, I know me, and that's probably... I'm going to be yeah. there much more than I'm going to be here. Right. And even when I'm here, I'm probably not going to be here. So, uh, so yeah. So, that was that. And then... Um, yeah. So, then I guess I kind of pursued the level one staff as a thing like obviously the gym has been woven throughout for yeah many but years the gym, i will say i think the challenge with that you know and 
there's probably people that read that or are listening that are like, really? Like, like I asked you about someone today and you're like, well, I don't know. On Instagram, they seem like things are good. And it wasn't in like a flippant way. It was just like, and it's funny. There's probably people like, really? Like, like that you're struggling because things look pretty good. Like, well, you have the gym. Mm -hmm. And while sure, there's the gym and it is ours and your influence when you came back and things that you helped with and like changed and impacted have now like transformed the gym and part of like it being a transformed place but it's still not yours like you didn't create it like I don't feel like I feel like that was sort of like you wanted to take it on as like fulfilling that the only reason I'm in an ownership capacity is because I am married to you right but I'm saying like you had a role in it and certainly we did things together in the gym but what we realized not after it didn't take that long like it's not really enough for you that doesn't that's, that's not correct. that's not what's getting you up in the morning. Like yeah. you love the gym and the people there and it's an amazing place. But I actually had that in um the post. Uh when I was saying that I thought having you, you know, beautiful right. wife, two amazing stepkids, family close by and a place of support and passion. But I actually left it out yeah. intentionally cuz I didn't feel like it was Yeah, but the point being like okay, that was our plan. Our yeah. plan, yeah. which I think is interesting, as as we know, we we try to make this podcast like not just through our personal scenarios, just trying to make that a connection for people with what they're dealing with. So one of the things that I think we've talked about a lot, like there's always a plan. The problem is when the plan might not work. So that yeah. was the plan. The plan was you would get out. We'd be really happy, like, great, you're home. Mm-hmm. And we would appreciate things like sitting on a couch, having coffee. Like, we wrote about that. Like, wow, that's going to be amazing. We can mm-hmm. do that every day. You're going to help with the gym. Everything's going to be great. Yeah. And then what happened was, like, you felt like that wasn't that wasn't fulfilling enough. It wasn't filling a certain void. No. So you had thought about going back in and I did say to you, I, I do think at that point, like I was, what's challenging is when you were still in, and I know this has been out there, it's been posted or talked about in different platforms, but like, I wouldn't say I told you like you have to get out. That's not what I would say. I think what becomes challenging is us living in two places, it not being realistic for me to live down there with the kids and like that that just wasn't happening. Right, right, right. I kind of put my hand in the air and said like for what I feel like for, for us to continue, for us to have a life. Yeah. It can't be like this. Yeah. And so the decision then you had to make was really me or the military. And so I did present that decision I didn't say don't worry don't make a decision I'm just gonna kind of live here and come visit you and I didn't say that no but that was the decision and yeah so then when you wanted to go back in saying like okay I will support you in this sort of be here be there kind of scenario but at the time you had you had been, and you've talked about this in your origin story, like developing the idea between the ears. Yes. And so it was kind of like you can't dabble. If you want to try a business, try your hand at this. It was, It is about service. It is about helping people. There's a huge part of like, okay, at that point you'd been struggling. It's like having something that eventually could be something to help other people transition. You kind of need to give it a try. You need to decide if you want to give it a real shot and you can't do it as a hobby. Right. So that's kind of where you started. You, I think decided to like pursue between the ears as your next step career. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and how's that been going? It's been hard. It's been a challenge. I mean, I say this all the time. I'm, I don't, I don't. And I'll say this, whatever. I don't think I'm an entrepreneur. And I think that that's something that like you don't identify. I don't as identify one. as an entrepreneur. There's starting your own business and there's mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur. Okay. 
what do you see the difference? Why, why do you think you're not an entrepreneur? I think that the um, identity, the archetype, the character set that you assume and wear and, and like flourish under of being an entrepreneur is much different than starting a business and trying to grow it. Okay. Um, do you think, so a lot of that comes down to, like I did ne- never did well with like working for somebody. No. No. Say it ain't so. So. God, I remember thinking just real quick, like, I would love to see you in the military for one day. Just king animal. I don't just, think I'd make it a day. How would you make it to breakfast is the question. I think I would I think I would do breakfast. Good breakfast. Breakfast is good. Good breakfast. Then from there it's downhill. Yeah. Um but a lot of being an entrepreneur, I think there's a couple of things. One is um managing yourself. Your time yeah. managing the doubts, managing the masses, all that stuff. And I think yeah. one of the things for you, you have a history of and and you're by yourself i i was never a team athlete definitely not a team athlete i am an individual athlete so um so i feel like i do identify with the entrepreneurial thing Mm -hmm. you have been part of a team for as long as you can remember you also have been part of an organization so then when you start to pursue something that has none of that, that's all about just an individual that has no structure yeah. and nothing, I think that is a huge leap. I don't think it means you're not an entrepreneur. I think it's just, it's not a natural fit for what you're used to. Yes. I think the requirements to be a successful entrepreneur, um, I don't know, maybe that's like an overgeneralization. I think I have some of what is required to be a, to be a successful entrepreneur. Resiliency, grit, work ethic, belief, even though I have serious doubts as well. Um, you know, it's almost like, like I've said, I think we talked about it here, but like, I need to almost be like, okay, risk of life now Mm -hmm. to show up. It has to be really severe. And so I think that, you know, any entrepreneur or successful entrepreneur will say like, you're going to have these very challenging moments you're gonna have doubts you're gonna have like you're not gonna be a first time go and have everything be but you, you gotta know, keep hit, going but you gotta keep going yeah. and i think that my track record is such that i'm good at that i think the issue is like i'm really good at it too though when there's a little bit of a carrot like when i'm not holding the stick in the mm-hmm. carrot and right to 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 have, I think there's a certain amount of like, okay, so I'm an introvert. I would classify myself as an introvert. I don't have um, that like networking type mm-hmm. extroverted social butterfly type of a thing that I think is probably helpful for that yeah. entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly am analytical mm-hmm. and sometimes... Which can be- work against you yeah which can work against which can definitely work against me um so anyway as it relates to between the ears those are some challenges that i certainly face and yeah it's up to me to decide everything Mm -hmm. you obviously help in our sounding board um but i'm also your wife but you're also my wife and that bleed over Mm -hmm. has been something that we've experienced as a serious challenge Because I would like you to continue to be my mm-hmm. wife and like, you know, do husband wife things, not business partner, consultant, right. like, hey, would you take a look at this? Like, you're not an editor. So one of the things like when people get out of the military or for you, like there was an option potentially to just go back to the corporate sector. Mm hmm. And so now I think, I feel like you're in a position where like, so some of the struggle is like, you had a purpose. Yeah. And it feels on some days like it's gone. Now, it's kind of a, as we've talked about, like I said, it was kind of like a, um, a cat, like a card. What's that called? House of cards. Yeah, like a house of cards or a domino effect, like. The problem is that there's not there's not like this isolated thing. So 
on some days it's like, yes, of course, between the ears, you do feel a great sense of purpose with that. And, and I, and I know, and you know that there's a ton of value and potential there. Potential to help people that are currently being helped, potential to be in different, on different platforms, eventually potential to maybe help veterans. Like there's a lot of that service and purpose. Yeah. But on days where there's a lot of doubt and to your point, like the, the only person that you're relying on is yourself. That is like a, as you say, a self looking ice cream cone, like, because there's nobody else to like pull you up or keep you kind of moving. If you're struggling, then the whole thing is going down. And that is where then it kind of goes back to this, this back to the like where you were, where you've been and like the comparison sort of like, look at where I am now. What have I done? And, and there's this very challenging, um, like how do you go forward? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, that's definitely hard to, it's hard to look at, um, because part of me, when people reach out and people do reach out and say how Between the Years has changed their life and the lives of others around them that mm-hmm. I don't even know, that's the point of it all. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know half that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the people that are actually sending you a message. Right. Right. But I don't know the people who have been impacted by the people who have been impacted. Yeah. And that's, 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 that's awesome. Part of the then... Part of the challenge is when I am facing doubt, facing Mm -hmm. struggle, facing challenge, like just feeling like I'm slamming my head against the wall. I feel like I'm discounting, dismissing and and diminishing and minimizing those people who are on board, Mm -hmm. who are bought in. Who are experiencing it, and that's the last thing I want to do. Sure. the The problem I think is, or the 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 not the problem, but you know, if you if six months ago you got some hookup with some corporate speaking engagement, and it was like a tremendous success, and then that company onboarded you to do like basically self-development mindset work with their company mm-hmm. and put you on a contract. Right. I don't know that you'd have as many doubts. Now, one, right. you would be, you would be, I'm not going to say the word. Actually, my dad called me out on using the word busy today. So okay, I, um, I didn't mean it like that. Okay. Anyway, I was like, I don't think you need to read the thing again. Um, but like you would be, you would have structure in your day. You would have, things to do you would have some you know you would have commitments yep there would be this okay like responsibility to i'm working i'm working with this company so yep. on and so forth yeah that didn't happen no that hasn't happened yet right there is the potential for that sure I certainly think so um but in the 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 absence of something like that i think the question is always like you know, is this enough? Is this going to grow? What, where is this going? And the fear of like, as you've said, okay, what if in three years from now it, I haven't gotten the, and I use the work, the corporate thing as an example, because there's some stability in that. There's some consistency in that. What if that doesn't happen? And then what? And, um, you know, and then the question becomes and the loop becomes, okay, then in the stability world, is that just abandoning everything between the ears and just signing up for a regular job? Right, and that feels like giving up on the people who currently are in and experiencing good stuff and giving up on the people who might need it. Yeah. Because, and I don't... Because I do, I am compelled to serve. Mm-hmm. And that's part of, like, I've always been part of something that has represented something bigger than myself mm-hmm. and something that I also believe in and, and personally get fulfillment yeah. out of being a small part of a bigger thing. Yeah. 
And so that's where now all of a sudden between the ears is, is me really like mm -hmm. is an extension of me. And so, um, right. So it's very, it's, it's that it's this loop. It's this very yeah. complex yeah. situation, but, um, you know, I, not unrelated, but that's when we look at this stuff though. And like, okay, so you want to do something that really makes a difference to sound cliche, but like something that really could make a difference. It could be life or death with somebody. It could impact their whole family. It could, it's really, you have a gift of working with people of, of, you know, ultimately the people just want to wake up in the morning and like enjoy their life, want to be here on this planet. Okay. And that's very simply like kind of what you help people work towards. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, I want people to take an aggressive first step getting out of bed, not just roll out of bed. Right. But the reason that there are less people, you know, that's not what well, I'll use the word normal. What? Like wanting to, the people of the world that go out and are like, I'm going to make a change. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the, John David, who photographed you, yeah. is doing a series on like people that are trying to make a change in the world. Yeah. That's why you were part of that. Yeah. And he pointed out that some of the people in that that he's shooting, like they haven't like they haven't like earned the Nobel Peace Prize yet, but they're doing stuff that they're trying. Mm -hmm. Most people, and this isn't a judgment, most people have a corporate job. They might sell something. They might be part of the pharmaceutical industry, the finance industry and IT. And, and that's not about, it's not about being better or anything. It's just the reality of like running your own business, number one, and number two, doing something that's like really service-based and, and, and it's just like purpose-driven. That's, it is an exhausting, it is hard. That is why it's not the norm. Most people aren't going out. If you go to a party, most people there aren't entrepreneurs who are trying to do something that is against the grain changing the world no and that's definitely not a judgment and i know you don't mean it as that because with you know a safe and secure quote-unquote job you get structure you get stability and you get a um you get an you you have the opportunity to provide for your family mm -hmm in a way that is meaningful and valuable yeah. to your situation. And that's, sure, and that's I just kind mean of it by, amazing. It, that's so, why it is hard to, it's, right. it's like, okay, check. Like, yes, everyone would agree. I agree. You agree. Like what you're trying to do is definitely challenging. Yeah. Now couple that with the challenges of having left. Like I started my own business, but I wasn't coming from this like, place where I yeah, wasn't so, in a challenge. So I was the, like motivated to do that. Right. I wasn't dealing with oh, what I used to do or where am I finding myself? It was kind of a natural process. Yeah. So while that was still challenging, I didn't have this extra piece, which you do. Yeah. I feel like four years ago I was born again and I had to start a new life and right. I am four years old and I'm actually 34 years old. Mm -hmm. And where do you start? Um, and how can you not look back? And, you know, I don't know. I'm not even going to go down that road of like reincarnation and stuff, but <clears throat> you don't wipe the, you don't wipe like the system clean mm -hmm. and just start sure. over. And so, um, you know, we carry with us our, our experiences from our past and hopefully we learn from them and, you know, that's kind of the, the magical adventure of life, but damn, um, it's, it's definitely tough. And so, you know, part of, I think between the ears and what it, what I'm trying to do is to reach the people who want to make a change. Mm -hmm. They want to, they want to make a change and they believe in better. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they need to make a change and mm -hmm. that they're in worse right? or that they're broken. And so one of the conflicts or the, the obvious things is like, okay, well, you're not, you're not, 
you're not every day just shouting from the rooftops. Obviously, that's what we're talking about, that like you yeah. figured it all out. No, God, no. So, but I think whereas someone might say like, well, I mean, you haven't figured out your stuff. Like, right. And you're telling, you know, you're, you're presenting opportunities for people to help figure themselves out. I think that's more of a, the, the, of a plus. I think anyone who's going to like say, I have it all figured out. I'm not going to trust them. Number one, I don't struggle, like not going to trust that person. But like, even when you look at coaching and I think that's like, we try to bring it back to like fitness cause it's an easy like analogy to, to understand. Like if I'm going to hire a coach, I do want a coach that has been through like struggles and doubts and challenges and an injury and yeah because then i know that they understand where i'm at if i'm just dealing with some superhuman who doesn't understand any of those things then how the hell are they going to coach me how do they really know what i'm experiencing so yeah i mean it's called empathy yes and so yes i wrote i wrote a post on that the other day i'm not sure if you yes i did but right so the empathy piece and a lot of what you're putting out there is Honestly, like some of the stuff that you've created, you know, yeah, that might be why you are still able to, you you are still fighting. Yeah. I mean, I would say that to that point, and I don't know who's making it. I'm sure people have thought it, but like, yeah, if somebody says, Hey, I've got it all figured out. uh, Yeah. I just, I don't Mm -hmm. feel like that's, you haven't figured anything out. Um, and so for me, like, yes, my, my struggles and I have, I have validated to the best of my ability things that I believe are helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I don't, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I don't just make shit up that I think could work. Mm -hmm. There's usually always some form of real world experience and application of it. Um, Contained within that is a large freedom of maneuver for individual self-discovery as well. Because you need, to, I think, that what might have worked for me, it's not the tactic that works necessarily for you, mm-hmm. but like the strategy of that. And yeah. so that's something that... Um, yeah, if you know if some of, if, if, if this stuff didn't work, I don't know what that would look like. It, it, it would probably look so, a lot different. I um, think one of the, the things that people can really, you know, understand also is, and is like the success, mm. right? So what I said earlier, like if you were quote unquote at this point, a success between the ears was a raging success. Like, yeah, that does matter. That does matter. Social proof yeah, is like, powerful. Yeah, like not even social proof, but yeah, just right. Like, yeah, that it's working. There's there's companies hiring me. Like, that's where I think right now it's such a it's such a challenge. Like what I was saying, because you're in this like sticky point where you don't have the social proof. No. Now, the problem becomes more complicated when it's like, well, okay, why? If you and this is where, like, we haven't really talked about this. We skirt around it. But, like, it it doesn't, it's not about, and this is what we try to tell the kids, like, not that they're on social media yet, but we all know as a society, like, social media is bullshit. Mm-hmm. But yet it's what a lot is built on. It's like so, saying this. It's like saying the stock market or the mm-hmm. banking industry or the finance industry is is bullshit too. Like, and I'm not a political person, so I'm not mm-hmm. going to get into that. But people that want to, like, get rid of money. Mm-hmm. You're out of your mind. Like you right. can't do that. It's the infrastructure by which we communicate and and engage with many, many people. Sure. So the problem becomes like if you um, had some quote unquote more celebrity status. Yeah. And parlayed and now you release between the ears. It's still the same stuff, but it's going to grow faster the success is going to be I think it's I think it's yeah and I've certainly fallen into the track trap of being like well it's only a function of more people 
not knowing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like just more people need to know about it. And I think that looking at the absolute number of potential reach and all that stuff is not where it is all at. Mm -hmm. My thing is like, I don't care about how many total people or, you know, celebrities or, or any of that stuff. I care about how many people are actually going to like engage with it and interact with it. And I care about the right people finding it at the right time. And sure, so, but there does need to be like this. The, the projection is like for you to feel like there's purpose, like, like, okay, should I continue to pursue this? Like, if in five years, like, should I continue to pursue this is the question because you can't keep feeling like you're unemployed or you're not sure what to do or like in this liminal space of like, am I going forward or backwards or yeah, what am I, am I making a difference? Is this doing something? And that is predicated on, yes, there is a reflection of like if five people sign up or 500 people sign up, that sure. does make a difference. Of course, of course. But what I'm saying is, sure, right, so, but what's challenging is the five or 500 people, yes, it does have to do with reach, and reach does have to do with some of the, like, numbers and how things are structured with how many people see your stuff. Yep. And unfortunately, that is just based off of what's sad is that is such a fragile platform, you know, not based off of merit or always value or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um well, it's the image thing, and it's it's yeah. it's. I that. mean, when so that was when you were at the do so, whatever month that was, June, July, July right? And I applied to be a, on the, a trainer for the Biggest Loser. Yeah, and like, there's a lot of doubt I have about a lot of things. I don't have a single shred of doubt that I would have been an incredible like if the point of that show is to change people's lives, and like they need and or the potential is there, and they need people that are gonna like help these people yeah. physically, emotionally, have a ton of variety and understanding of nutrition, all this stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm that person. Yeah. Now, why didn't I make what when I realized who got it? Yeah. I have 3000 followers. Mm-hmm. I do not have I trained uh one of the Fujis. I think that's the top of the food chain of celebrities that I've ever trained. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. The people that got the job, mm-hmm. millions of followers. Yeah, of course. For and and maybe they're maybe they're also super knowledgeable. I don't know. Sure, probably. But the point is, like, that frustration continues to be like, it's not about. Unfortunately, some of the current like getting yourself out there is limited by things that aren't about your value, that aren't about whether your purpose is good, whether people need it or not. So that's kind of, well, it's easy to say like, well, I recognize that it's not just about that. That has been a huge stumbling block because... Yeah, it's obviously a challenge. There's people that find it valuable. It's There is a tremendous value. It is an incredible program. It's not every other mindset BS that's out there. But... But continuing down that path of like getting exposure, getting people to try it. Like that's where it's taking, it takes time and you have struggled because of. I understand conceptually that in order to grow a business, time is required Mm -hmm. and that the overnight success is not one. It's not a effective course of action. Um, nor would I think like, so I get it. It takes time the continuing to look at yourself and wonder, am I making progress Mm -hmm. is, um, time is your worst enemy in that regard. Sure. And so the longer time goes by while you can kind of drip, drip, drip away and fill the cup, you're still wondering like, holy shit. Like I'm really thirsty right now. Right. And that cup, uh, that's like, no, not happening. So, yeah, that's definitely yeah. that's definitely part of it. And then when you then think, and we were talking about it last night, because um, I was, you know, throwing things out there, and I've considered going like applying for jobs, and like, what the hell would I do? Well, uh, right, that I, and that's I, the to be honest, like that's what is kind of 
really messed up about the system of I just think that are... like if I'm not because I'm not going to walk into a company and say, hey, um, I'm just wondering, are there any jobs available for someone? I, um, I, I deployed to an undisclosed location in the Middle East on a highly sensitive covert action mission that you've never heard of. Do you think you have room for me? I've jumped out of airplanes in the middle of the night with stuff applied. I've blown stuff up. I've shot stuff. I've done all of this crazy stuff. Talk like, what's the most? What's the highest risk pressure cooker situation that your company faces? And I want to be in that. Like, I don't think that that's probably. Maybe that's well, bold enough for some crazy guys. I'm just saying, like, it's like, is, well, what? Do, and it's like, okay, great, but like, well, what did what did that? What did you like? How does that? Re, how does right. that relate well, to like selling software or? I don't even know what, like, and that's the thing, like, I don't even know. So it well, is one of those things where I think about, like, am I unemployable? And I was, four years ago, yeah, I was, like, a Green Beret. And I, what was, what, what the crazy things that were, that we had to be ready for, to do, on call. Like, right, and now here that, I am. Right, that's that world. And yeah. what I think is what's sad and very broken about the system is you're relatively young. I mean, 34. Okay. There's still time, but you're also past those 10 years of, or like that late twenties, early thirties, that crucial time of like where people kind of don't have a family yet. Maybe they're building their professional, like you've missed that. So now, and, and what I'm saying this as like, a whole population of people, which is why the transition, and I hate just using that word because it's so like inhuman, is so hard because it's like, well, so you are this elite role capable of all these things and what that feels like for someone to just then go, yes, to like an unemployable level and like, you know, well, can you, do you have this, or that experience. Yeah, I feel like it's I like feel insane. like I I feel like and I know I'm definitely not alone in this. Um if I feel like if there were to be maybe I should go on interviews just to see and I don't know, but like if someone were to ask me like, "Okay, well, do you have this or no? Well, what about experience in doing that?" Like, "No. What about this background? Did you take this class in college?" And it's like, "No, I didn't." And so there's all of these things where the military tries to have you have some sort of like, look, mm-hmm. you've done this and you've done that. And I, and I understand the resumeisms. Mm-hmm. I get it. Resumes and NCOERs and awards in the military and, and reviews and stuff like mm-hmm. that are the same thing. You stood around, didn't do anything and put it on paper with some nice right, adjectives right. and some good and verbs. Some dates, yeah. And it's like, wow, this person's a hero. So like, mm-hmm. I understand that. I, I know how that works. Um, but a very real challenge, a very real challenge is thinking, what the fuck am I going to do? And what can I do? And right. the and whole thing like... How will you... Because it's, it is important to feel like you're supporting your family. Without a doubt. So then and that so, is another blow yeah, to yeah. feel like, and wow, it's, I'm not even supporting my family. Yeah. And like, that's the... You know, I, I guess when I think about it too, like, and this is just kind of me personally, but yeah, like I, um, you know, I wouldn't like I when I was down at Campbell, I moved into a f- back room of a teammate's house, and it was not a great situation, so that I could save every dollar and not like send it back here but like so that we so that this like right so like i we i prioritized Mm -hmm. that and i would do anything for this family and it's like what where's the line between wanting to try to start this new life and find this new purpose and grow this purpose Mm -hmm. and be personally fulfilled too seeking to serve people i want to serve and you know live passionately um and supporting the family and so with every day that goes by mm -hmm. that i'm not and it's not just about money Mm -hmm. it's not just about how many 
speaking gigs or how many clients or this or that. But it's like, I think to myself, like, yeah, in 10, in five to 10 years from now, what's it going to look like? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've never been good at that. Like, I've never been good at the whole wake up in five years from now. I can't. I Mm -hmm. I don't. So. And I think what becomes also an, an additional challenge in that is like you want to be supporting your family, be here for them when you're struggling with all this stuff that's not happening either from an emotional side because if you're struggling the the rest of the family does feel that yeah for sure so um so where where what what does that mean for tomorrow for tomorrow yeah man what about today um I'm not really sure. I think one of the things that I do know, though, um, I guess I should say this before saying that. Maybe I should have said this in the beginning. I hope I did not intend for that post to be a cry for help. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that saying, get out of here. I don't need your help because I because you do because I do. Yeah. Um, And yesterday was a very hard day, but it was not the hardest day of my life. It was not the darkest day of my life either. It was very hard, uh, but it wasn't like it wasn't like oh sure. shit. Like, but I think it's evidenced by like if you were having the darkest day of your life, you don't have the capacity or awareness to write a post like that. You're just no. trying to no 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 stay. No. That's with your not head above water, yeah, so, yeah yeah yeah. That's not happening. And so the intention of writing that post was sure personal and i think that there's yeah i want people to know that like what you see is not what you think Mm -hmm. all the time um i also want to serve the veteran the active duty the transitioning um population of people getting out of a, a, a very different mm-hmm. world be that primarily military yeah maybe some police and firefighters as well but like i'm going to stay in my lane and say generally speaking it's mm-hmm. going to be the military yeah. and i think in order to do that um there's a certain amount of trust and experience that needs to be there uh and I think that if the if I want to serve that demographic, then what is required is to stand up, raise my hand, clear my throat, and mm-hmm. say, "Check it out. Here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Like this is what I got going on." Or, yeah, like, and I think about like the thing that really actually drives me. I think about all that I do have, mm-hmm. and all that I did have, like you know rewind you know whatever five six years ago what about the people who don't have that Mm -hmm. like that is what keeps me up at night Mm -hmm. the fact that there are people out there who aren't nearly as blessed Mm -hmm. doesn't mean i'm better than them or they're worse or whatever but like if i've got it all essentially like and i do and and i have families to build like like i have so much And I'm, and I'm like, I'm not immune to that shit. I'm not invincible to it. What about people that don't have that? And that haunts me. It haunts me to feel like I'm on the fucking sidelines, Mm -hmm. not doing anything. And yeah, like that, that, that will, that does keep me up at night. And so that is also what does drive me and compel me and it's like yeah you know writing that post was not comfortable Mm -hmm. it wasn't comfortable to write it personally it sure as shit wasn't comfortable to share it over social media Mm -hmm. something that i have a tenuous relationship with anyway and understand there's some serious pitfalls and, Mm -hmm. and and issues with um so yeah it wasn't comfortable at all but like am I really going to be that selfish and prioritize my own comfort 
mm-hmm. at the expense of taking a stake or claiming a stake in a and saying, "Hey, I am willing to step up and be and contribute to the solution, sure. a solution, something." Because right. waving your little flags and making the twenty-five dollars a year donations mm-hmm. doesn't do anything. So the thing, though, for you, because that community, as it seems obvious, and I'm not, I'm not suggesting this is about finances. However, people do need to make a living. You need to earn money to yeah. support, to contribute to us having having a home and yeah. food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And much like people who I guess are in philanthropy and like, you know, if they're being charitable, like the veteran community, that's not a place where like people have, they're in the exact position of not having resources, financial resources yes, to, to pay for that. It's not like, great, like I need a a transition coach somebody five thousand dollars like that's not that's not that doesn't work no so somebody transitioning out of the military also you know people like oh you retired no i didn't retire okay the only people that retire are have been in for an entire lifetime and are they the people i'm i'm seeing sir Uh, i mean they can they can be like there's one guy i talk with you know and whatever but like somebody who's been in for 12 years and because whatever happens now they're out Right, they gets nothing. Yeah. No, no, no. Gets zero. No, like there's no pension. Right. There's no, oh, you earned four. Like there's nothing. Yes. You're on your own. So that being said, the point is to get to an end state of not to say you don't want to help all the other non-military people on the way because that's that's what you do. You right. are. That's currently what Between the Years is. Yeah. But like basically to help the veteran community to get to that stage like, yes, you have to build between the ears and there has to be financial, there has to be an exchange of money there and that has to be built so you can get to the place where you can kind of, quote unquote, donate your time or be able to support that purpose. Mm-hmm. Your challenge lately has been saying, okay, well, if, if that's a financial, there's some financial constraints, if I just get a job and then I can do this on the side. That yeah. is probably the end of anything between the ears. And I've been honest with you about that. Yeah. That is the the hobby thing on the side is a trap. So I do think like that's part of the challenge is, you know, having that purpose, having that fortitude and, and yeah, hoping that part of my belief system where I think I try to provide where maybe you don't have it is like yeah just putting it out there putting it out there continuing to put it out there um you know as you said like networking i don't even mean networking but just you just don't know and continuing to share your story even like okay this podcast like yeah sharing it yeah because people don't know they don't know they make assumptions people on instagram could be thinking like wow between the years it's just i mean it's just it looks great that's part of that's also part of what we're, what you try to project is like our best of you're trying to make it um, desirable, which it is. But yeah, there could be people listening. They're like, wow, well, I didn't even realize you did corporate things. Like I, I do think there could be some value in like hearing you give the, the talk you did at the do or talking about challenges or talking about adversity or talking about mindset. Like that is part of the process is you can't as an entrepreneur building something like this. Also, that's um, kind of a one man show right now. You have to open up and put it all out there. And so that's that work is hard, but that's what does have to happen to get to one, the purpose of between the ears and building that, but two, like your own fulfillment, your own purpose. Yeah. Um, and abandoning. Why do you keep looking at that? Because it's going to shut off anytime. So I want to okay. make sure well, I re-record. So abandoning that, and I'm not saying it's aban- I'm not saying it's the wrong thing if you decide to pursue a corporate job. But then that's like shutting that dot down, and it's not very realistic that that's going to come to fruition. Right. I can certainly understand that. 
Um, yeah. And one of the things with it has been like, okay, yeah, if I get another job, then at least I can alleviate some pressure so that I can like volunteer my time or services or whatever. And like, yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you. Um, so I think tomorrow looks like for you, what we've talked about after yesterday, giving yourself, and I think this is maybe a helpful thing for other people. Like one, there's a ton of value and it's hard being your own coach. It's However, impossible, yes. I think. However, there are some things, ironically, in me talking to you that I just give you back the things that you created. Like my advice to you is like, hey, maybe you should go back and re-listen to your own podcast about like consider all things are possible, mm-hmm. like suspending belief. So some of it's looking at like, okay, if you could believe that all things are possible for this time I'm going to give it this much time to pursue this and knowing that there are going to be some downs again yesterday was not the last hard day you're going to have no but trying to you know remind yourself about the things you have and the opportunities and what your purpose is and in and I think that's been something as you said always being part of a higher purpose a bigger mission a bigger a bigger organization and, and that that has to remain that's hard that that leaders are not leaders are few and far between and that's what you're doing and so you have to continue through your own adversity and right and part of that and part of you know that post and part of i think what continuing to do stuff looks like is to um highlight that and is to show that and is to demonstrate and you know like live the ethos um because yeah like i've had a fair amount of leadership experience uh, across a pretty dynamic range of things and it is hard like it it's not easy and so leading yourself when you add to that mm-hmm. is is super challenging right. um you know and so for me some of that stuff is also looking at like doing my best to self-administer mm-hmm. which i certainly have been uh, but also being like to think that somebody is going to do between the ears and be cured or superpower it's not a cure it's not there's no cure out there and so no of course not and so you know with with that with that understanding that there's no There is no answer mm-hmm. other than you have to ask yourself and sure. seek to find it. Sure. So there's no answer. There's just really seeking for yourself. Yeah, um, and so that's kind of that's kind of what that looks like. And so for a continuation of my own journey, um, yeah, like you know, driving without the brakes on has been the analogy mm-hmm. we've we've used. Um, so that's kind of what it looks like. And I asked myself that, like, well, okay, yeah, like, I like the, I can visualize that, but like, what is the e-break in my life mm-hmm. that is, that I have cranked up? And I, and I, at this point, like, I'm not really sure. I mm-hmm. think part of it is, I think part of it is saying that like, hey, um, I fucking know what I'm talking about while I don't know everything by any means. And that's the first thing I'll tell everyone but the stuff that I, how I do think and my experiences and yeah, struggles and successes, like if you are willing to show up and do the work, mm-hmm. it can change your life. Yeah. And like, that's a tough thing to say, honestly, because of sure. course the internal critic and, and you know, that whole yeah. bit, um, you know, yeah. so yeah, I guess, I guess that's, that's kind of what it is and continuing to to message that and, and and hopefully that's something that I can do well in a in a way that's not dogmatic in a way that doesn't talk down to people mm-hmm. or or posit that I'm some sort of elite type thing um, but done with empathy and connection in this kind of shared pursuit so 
Yeah. Well, I'm really glad that you, I was, I was really, I was coaching when you posted that and I was really happy to see that you put yourself out there. And I do know you're not, you're tenuous, as you said, relationship with Instagram, but I think this is kind of what is a good step for you. And I know a lot of people listening that would think, oh my God, I sure hope he doesn't stop between the ears. So that is something to focus on for sure. Yeah. February 8th. Yeah. 2020 will be the first between the ears seminar. Very good. It's exciting. January 3rd, I believe. Is the new practice? Is the new practice? Mm-hmm. Is the second is the group yeah. tribe? Yeah. Um which has been we're 5 weeks in now. Mhm. And it's been pretty cool. Yeah. It's been it's been really neat to get some feedback and some anecdotes on um like the real life change that's right. happening not like oh i feel better like and that's yeah. great and we need to feel better but like no like my relationship with my wife has significantly improved yeah. better or i'm not an asshole at work mm-hmm. or you know i got tasked with this pro-. you know like those kinds of things are um are, are really pretty cool so that's in january which should be neat uh, but yeah, the seminar, I'm excited about that. I'm planning that. And uh, it's going to be, I mean, it's going it, to, it's going to blow some minds. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. So All right. that's it. What else? Anything else? Nope. Do you don't have anything else? Me? Yeah. Related to this? Yeah. I thought you were going to say something else. But there was something you were gonna, you were looking at me thinking you're going to talk about it later. No. I guess not. No. Nope. All right. All right. Well, that's it. We'll talk to you next week. Okay.